0: This is Bentley Manning.
1: And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled.
0: And we find new ways to connect. This is...
1: This is... This this is, is...
0: Empty Pews. This is Bentley Manning. Welcome back to the podcast. A very blessed and happy Advent season to you all.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Kellen. Hope you had a safe and happy Thanksgiving as well.
0: Uh, So much of Advent is about being prepared for things. And I must say, Kellen, you're not off to a great start. We're trying to get this podcast together, and you've been munching on apples, and now you have a cheese stick. And I just don't know how you're going to do this with all this food in your mouth.
1: I'm sorry. You took a little snack break like 10 minutes ago, postponing the beginning of this podcast. So I thought that was my cue to take my snack break. But now you're staring at me impatiently. Wondering when I'm going to stop eating my cheese stick, which is soon. I'm almost finished with it.
0: I just these are things that the folks listening cannot see. Uh, they can only kind of hear about it. So I just want them to know that you're over there munching while we're trying to get this podcast together. Uh, speaking of munching, I'm I'm surprised that either of us are snacking today. Thanksgiving was just uh, last week. Uh, it was it was wonderful. <laughs>
1: Or was just supposed to fast for like eight days after Thanksgiving? No, but I was,
0: I don't know about you, Kellen, but I was stuffed. I had a lot of food, um, probably because I was missing my family. So I just kind of covered those emotions by eating a lot.
1: But you didn't have any rice on your table, did you?
0: So uh, Kai and Kellen were, celebrated Thanksgiving with us this year. They're within the bubble. Um, and one of the things that we did not have was rice. Uh, Kellen was surprised when I mentioned that we might have rice on the menu. Um, What say a little bit about that, Kellen?
1: I just never have experienced anyone's Thanksgiving table with rice on it. Yeah, it's out of my, you know, realm of normal. So I was like, whoa, what's that? Like, why is this a thing that's missing? Because in my world. Rice would never be on the table.
0: Right. So you're still learning more and more about Southern culture. And one of the day things by day. that you're learning is we've got a lot of rice eaters down here, um, <laughs> particularly folks from South Carolina, uh, kind of the coast of Georgia. These people are rice eaters. I've got a couple of them in my family. So uh, the Mannings now eat rice at Thanksgiving.
1: Anyways, a really lovely Thanksgiving. And we, of course, missed our families. Um but good to spend it together. So hope you all had a safe and at least sort of happy Thanksgiving. I know it was probably a weird one for a lot of you. Um, anyway, while we were at the Manning's home, they showed us this new exciting thing in their life that I'm wondering if you want to share with our listeners, Bentley. Bentley.
0: Well, Kellen, it may not be as exciting to everyone as, as it sounds, but we have a new stationary bike at the house, and it's done a lot so far for my physical health. I will say uh, that the pandemic, as you know and as our listeners uh, know, uh, has been tough in terms of my keeping up, kind of exercising, that kind of thing. Uh, but the stationary bike in the house uh, has been great so far.
1: Yeah, and I... um. am I think it's probably really helpful that you don't have to like go inside to a gym during the pandemic which isn't a super safe place to be
0: right you don't have to go into a gym you can work out at home and i would just say it's getting its starting to get kind of cold and i'm fragile so uh running outside when it's 20 degrees is not something that i can really gear up to do so
1: sure well we're, we're all happy about this new purchase for you and your fam seems really cool and Um, can't wait to hear updates on it in the coming
0: weeks. Kellen, it's Advent.
1: It's Advent.
0: One of the things that I love about Advent is that like Lent, uh, it's a time where people kind of are willing and ready to to lean into some disciplines, some patterns, some rituals mm-hmm. uh, that they maybe aren't ready to do the rest of the year. Uh, so I'm thinking about Advent wreaths, Advent calendars, a desire to kind of care for those in need. These are all things that happen leading up to Christmas.
1: And as you know, Bentley, Advent is the beginning of the church year right it's beginning of a new liturgical year a whole new cycle and so we were thinking about you know new patterns or rituals on this podcast and at least for advent we're going to be reading an excerpt from austin Ferrer's the crown of the year so it's just a little excerpt and then we'll talk about it for a bit Um, but this is just to add you know some extra advent uh, devotion into your life
0: It's a wonderful little book. It's uh, Ferrer has written about a paragraph for each and every week out of the Christian year. So we're just going to be selecting readings uh, from the season of Advent.
1: So what's the first one, Bentley?
0: All right, this is his paragraph for the first week in Advent. Our journey sets out from God in our creation and returns to God at the final judgment. As the bird rises from the earth to fly and must sometime returned to the earth from which it rose, so God sends us forth to fly, and we must fall back into the hands of God at last. But God does not wait for the failure of our power or the expiry of our days to drop us back into his lap. He goes himself to meet us and everywhere confronts us. Where is the countenance which we must finally look in the eyes? and not be able to turn away our head. It smiles up at Mary from the cradle, calls Peter from the nets. It looks on him with grief when he has denied his master. Our judge meets us at every step of our way, with forgiveness on his lips and succor in his hands. He offers us these things while there is yet time. Every day, opportunity shortens. Our scope for learning our Redeemer's love is narrowed by 24 hours, and we come nearer to the end of our journey, when we shall fall into the hands of the living God and touch the heart of the devouring fire.
1: reflecting on those powerful words. Um, it did remind me a little bit of your sermon Bentley this past Sunday about how, you know Advent reminds us of the gift of time, right. And Fair talks a little bit about that, you know, while we, while there's yet still time, while there's yet time. Um, and this is a good season to slow down as much as the world tries to speed up um so go ahead and play those words again sit with them meditate on them um they're fair's gift to you during this advent season
0: This coming Sunday is the second Sunday of Advent, and we find ourselves at the beginning of Mark's gospel, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And Mark begins his gospel uh, by quoting the prophet Isaiah, who says uh, that God is sending his messengers ahead who will prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. And then Mark tells us about John the baptizer, a one who appeared in the the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And we're told that people come from all over the Judean countryside. And all the people in Jerusalem were going out to him to be baptized and confessing their sins. And then we're told that John is clothed with camel's hair. He's got a leather belt around his waist and he's eating locust and wild honey. He proclaimed out in the wilderness that one more powerful uh, than himself was coming after him, and he was not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. Then he concludes by saying, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit.
1: So the whole season of Advent, right, is about preparation, right, in one way or another. But I feel like, advent to with the collect right sort of um the prophets being sent to prepare the way the message of salvation and then John the Baptist being this figure right who comes before Jesus like we can't handle Jesus almost without some preparation some um cultivation Of our souls. Um, So that theme just seems to be really present in these readings in particular. And so I'm thinking about how we prepare um, when we find ourselves in life preparing for things, with what spirit we prepare um, with, and why it's even necessary to prepare.
0: Sometimes in the Gospels and the in Scripture, you get a picture of kind of a great surprise, an epiphany almost, and that being a wonderful thing. But you're right, the second Sunday of Advent is certainly encouraging us to prepare for the coming of Christ. And I'm thinking now about other important things in my life, and it feels to me like the things that matter, the things that are that define who I am, that define um, so much of my life are things that I've prepared for? Mm -hmm. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, to some extent, you can prepare bit by bit to be a parent. I mean, you can't ever really fully prepare for that moment. Um, But you get ready. We prepared for years to become priests, right? right? There's training and schooling. The church really, um, values preparation for baptism, right? The incorporation of, into Christ's body. So I I agree. I think that in the pivotal moments of life, we are asked to do some work ahead of time. Um,
0: yeah, which might take this idea of Advent as a season of waiting. It, it does change it. It colors it in a particular way it's not a passive waiting. Right. It's an active waiting, which is preparing for something, someone to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's... and John the Baptist from the gospel reading certainly thinks that has something to do with looking in the mirror and confessing our sinfulness.
1: He does. He really does. He, he says, repent, <laughs> turn, you know, turn around. Um and, that certainly takes a lot of work. It's not just going to happen to you. You know, you're going to have to see who you really are and say, I want to be somebody different.
0: Yeah, and this is maybe, I mean, I've been thinking about this a bit is that Advent invites us towards a life, while well, at the one hand, looking at our sinfulness is introspective. It also opens us up towards something beyond ourselves. I think many times when I think about my uh, sinfulness or ways in which sin has a hold of me, uh, it's always coming from somewhere uh, rooted in pride, kind of different manifestations, I think, of a self-centered way of being in the world. And Advent asks us to turn Uh, John the Baptist directs our gaze, points us towards something else greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's certainly part of, I think what's happening in this gospel reading is that we're kind of asked to turn away from our self-centered, self-focused ways towards something greater, something uh, beyond ourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways, like the self-transformation happens because we are, you know, not navel-gazing necessarily, right? But because we've encountered the one who we've prepared to see, right? Who we're trying and longing to see um, who comes to us on Christmas morning.
0: Here's a prayer from Percy Dearmer. O Lord, you have set before us the great hope that your kingdom shall come on earth, and have taught us to pray for its coming. Give us grace to discern the signs of its dawning, and to work for the perfect day when your will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Empty Pews. Uh, this past week, we passed out Advent wreath kits to the families here at Incarnation, and I was reminded of the gift of Advent wreaths and marking time in that way. Uh, if you don't have a wreath this year, all you need is four candles, and I would invite you uh, to kind of set up some space in your house to help mark uh, the weeks of this season as we walk and journey towards Christmas.
1: Another way that you can mark Advent is by joining us for our Wednesday night class at 515, where we're looking at the virtues of Advent. So tonight's class is going to be on justice, and then next week is patience, and the third week will be hope. So we'd love to have you join us. It's over Zoom, um, and there's a link in your weekly update. Um, Other than that, come worship with us on Sundays and Wednesdays at noon.
0: Uh, We love you all. We miss you. God's peace.